Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Mind the Health Cap. Today we have a lovely guest, Honey, who's Woo! a final year medical yeah. student at Kings. Yes. She Shout also holds a master's in, in health humanities Correct. at UCL. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. Not women's health like beauty was on yes. the yes, so welcome. <laughs> Thank welcome you. To the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, Honey. Well, welcome. Okay. So how are you? How you been? Well, How's final I've, year? I've been good. Um, we've actually just been chatting incessantly yeah for a good and finally got around to doing this yeah i think we're running quite behind schedule because mm. i don't have to shut up but um yeah i'm really excited for we love it no we enjoyed your we love it so. yeah no you're great thank you thanks yeah. guys yeah um so basically oh yeah this is my bit basically last episode this is a commentary guys like there's not really a structure to it the first kind of half we're gonna answer questions that you guys have sent in in relation to the actual disease but like the second point we'll kind of focus on how like sickle cell is taught to medical school students or in medical schools oh and honey has notes guys she brought out a binder notebook (laughs) Yes, and um, yeah, like we're really gonna ask her, especially because a large part of our podcast last week was to do with race, how that factors in medical education, mm-hmm. and especially as a medical student, as, cause yeah, she oversees everything that a happens lot of this, yeah, in these practices and in these clinics. Mm. And what I think Penny will bring to this is that she's well informed in that she also did a social science Thank kind you of. Thank very much, guys. Yeah. yeah. I did an MA. Perspective. She got that. So it'll be one, it'll be interesting to, un- to understand how she sees it from both perspectives. So let's start, Mohammed. Yep. So the first question that we received was, uh, can sickle cell trait convert to the sickle cell disease? Okay, um, so I could obviously just answer that, but I also thought it might be helpful to like give a little explanation on what sickle cell trait is, what yeah. sickle cell disease yeah. is, yeah. Um, and what the differences are. Yeah. Um, so and what kind of um, well, we call it the pathophysiology is, but like basically what's going wrong, like why is sickle cell disease a bad thing? Like, yeah. What's actually happening? Yeah. So um, in short. No, you can't convert from sickle cell trait to sickle cell disease. Mm. But basically, sickle cell is a genetic condition and it's called an autosomal recessive condition because uh, what basically that means is that each of your parents has to pass down this genetic information for you to develop sickle cell disease. Mm. Mm. Um, So, so So hemoglobin is basically something that's in all of your red blood cells it carries oxygen it basically keeps you alive Mm -hmm. and if you have sickle cell disease it means that you inherited a faulty copy from your mum and your dad Mm -hmm. whereas if you have sickle cell trait it means you inherited one healthy hemoglobin version from either your mum or dad and you inherited one kind of dodgy version from the other parent and normally if you have sickle cell trait because you've got kind of half good hemoglobin and half you know, not so functional, yeah. that half is enough to sustain you and keep you alive and keep you healthy. Yeah. So you normally don't have any symptoms whatsoever, but it's something you have to be aware of because just as you had it passed down by one of your parents, yeah. you could obviously pass that down to one of your, your children. Mm. And that's something that they were, you would have to think about in case you were with someone who also had that uh, genetic trait. And so while both of you guys are healthy, you could possibly both pass on that information mm. and end up with a child who has two faulty copies of the hemoglobin. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say that actually links into our next question. Mm. Is screening dangerous, do you reckon? Like oh. screening in terms of just looking at it from a yeah. eugenics perspective? 
Oh, oh, I love it. Yo, that's a bit. This is very, this is very unbranded. as it is. Two minutes. Go okay. in straight. Yeah, so, do you reckon? Yeah. It's so, very... kind of what my views are on that. Um, so, just to go back to, so I've, I feel like I've established what sickle cell trait yeah. is. When you've got one faulty copy of the hemoglobin. But if you have sickle cell disease where you have two faulty copies of the hemoglobin, um, that actually is a really, really kind of serious disease with really serious consequences. Yeah. And in short, you can't interconvert between sickle cell trait and sickle cell disease mm. because it's a genetically, um, it's a it's a disease caused by, you know, the genetic basis of your DNA. Mm. Um, now, sickle cell disease, what that means is because you've got these two faulty copies of your hemoglobin, it means that your entire body, all of your blood cells, they don't carry oxygen very well. Yeah. And... Um, they also, because the cells, the reason the disease is called sickle cells is because the cells are sickle shaped. Sickle shaped. Yeah. And these cells stick together and they get blocked in really, really small blood vessels mm. and they prevent blood flow to um, particular organs and particular parts yeah. of the body. Mm. And so if it's your brain that ends up, so if you get a bit of sickling in the small blood vessels in your brain and you've got parts of your brain that aren't being supplied very well with oxygen, parts of your brain are going to die. Yeah. Um, and so you do get little children with things like strokes mm. um, and seizures and um, abnormal and poor brain development mm. because of that. You could have um, the same kind of consequence where you get the sickling in like fingers and you, you'll lose fingers. Right. Um, a common place for a common site of sickling is the spleen, which is the organ that yeah. is it's kind of responsible for your, for your immune system. Mm. And so it's actually a very, very common um, sequelae of sickle cell disease to have your spleen removed because your spleen um, often in childhood will die because it, the, the blood vessels uh, become blocked with all these sickled, yeah. these sickled cells. Sure. Um, and you also get horrible, horrible pain crises, which are where um, these sickled cells prevent blood flow to key organs. And you can, you can literally feel the lack of... Imagine like tying a, an elastic band around your finger for ages and ages and ages and your finger like starts feeling like horrible yeah. and swollen and like you know that kind of dead feeling it's you horrible get. yeah exactly it's the same thing all over your body it's incredibly incredibly painful um and so the reason that sickle cell is so like concerning and worrisome is because it can literally affect any part of your body with that same um the same kind of pathological process yeah. where it's basically preventing blood supply mm. and preventing that organ from functioning and because the spleen as i said is a really common site that organ that is responsible for your immune system mm one of the most common causes of death is actually infection because we yeah. have to, this organ that's responsible for your immune your immune system dies and so now you actually as well as all of these pain crises and random bits of your brain possibly dying in your finger fingers possibly dying you mm. also now have a very 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 depleted immune system yeah. um and so because the effects are so systemic and global I think that to answer your question, Mohammed, about do I think screening is appropriate? I think in particular communities which are at risk. Um, so we know that the um, sickle cell uh, gene is much more prevalent in African populations mm. Mm. Um, because there's evidence to show that it confers an, uh, some some protection against malaria. Yeah. So um, basically. Plasmodium falciparum. Sorry, this is getting really sciencey. I apologize. She's really bringing out the medic. Yeah. yeah. The medic in her is jumping out. (laughs) I'm so sorry. But basically, if you're... I'm going to keep it as simple as I can. If you're... So basically, malaria, the the organism that carries malaria, 
feeds on hemoglobin. Mm. If your hemoglobin is a bit dodgy, it can't feed on it very well. Mm. So actually, if you have sickle cell, you're not really going to get malaria because yeah. your hemoglobin is a bit too dodge for the thing that's carrying malaria to eat. Yeah. Now, the ideal scenario is to have sickle cell trait malaria-wise because obviously no one wants sickle cell trait or yeah. sickle cell disease. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. But if you have sickle cell trait, you have your, do remember we said half good, half dodgy. The half good is enough to live happily and functionally, yeah. but you've also got enough dodgy hemoglobin that the malaria, the thing that eats the, the thing that carries malaria isn't attracted to your red blood cells. Yeah. So sickle cell trait, they kind of have the immunity against malaria and they have, um, and they also don't have any symptoms. Mm. And so that's why that gene persists in, in Africa in a, yeah. because it does actually confer like a survival advantage in places where people are, uh, would more likely to die of malaria than yeah. anything else. Similarly, for as a fun fact, that's why cystic fibrosis is common among European populations. Yeah, okay. Because that gene confers an advantage uh, against cholera, yeah. which obviously like is a very European phenomenon. Yeah. When when cholera existed, it was um, ages ago. Ages yeah. ago in London, largely. Yeah, poor sanitation. Yeah. Exactly. Poor sanitation in the West. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so as to screening, I think in communities where you're at risk, so largely African, West African in particular, I think it's worthwhile just because the consequences of having a child with sickle cell disease are lifelong, yeah. incredibly painful. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, I guess, if you have sickle cell trait and you pass it on, you're not the person who really lives with the consequences mm. of that. So I think just for the benefit of potential offspring, yeah. I think it's definitely worth something worth doing. Oh, okay. So, wow, that was so Sorry, nuanced. Was no, 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 but no, no. We, we love it. Um, so someone <laughs> asked, in our previous podcast, we kind of spoke about how, like, people with sickle cell disease work together with health specialists and professionals to, to put together, like, detailed care plans, like, if they do have sickle cell disease. Like, I don't know if you've worked with sickle cell patients, but one of the questions we got was, like, what's actually entailed in in these care plans? Is it more so, like because you're one of the one of the things they might worry about for example is dehydration drink more is it stuff mm. like that or what does it actually look like so um i so obviously being a medical student in south london yeah um i was gonna say i'm privileged that's probably the wrong word to use but yeah. i guess i'm lucky in that i have had a bit more exposure to sickle cell anemia than people from other kind of studying in other communities would have i've seen lots of patients with um, sickle cell but I know that that's actually really quite exclusive mm. to this part of London mm. um, but the thing is I think the care plans around sickle cell anemia and the initial diagnosis and the initial treatment I think all of it is like very 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 woefully inadequate yeah because oh, of sis, the tell us go, let me come with the tea <laughs> tell it's us. just a thing where obviously we were speaking about how the pathophysiology what's actually going on is you've got these red blood cells that are sickled they're the wrong shape yeah. they stick together yeah. and they aggregate and they prevent blood flow to organs yeah. now because that could be any organ you literally could present with anything yeah you could have a sore finger if yeah. that process is yeah. happening in your finger yeah. if that process is happening in your chest you could have chest pain shortness of breath if that process is happening in your brain you could be dizzy confused seizures we have to have a very very high index of suspicion yeah. and i say this as someone who actually does like i even need to learn from the thing there's a reminder to myself yeah. first and foremost but if a um a child who is west african presents for the first time with tummy pain actually is this the first presentation of a vaso-occlusive sickle cell crisis yeah it is is it just the sickling process causing the impaired blood flow just happening in the abdomen yeah. in the um the mesenteries in the abdomen 
or do you know or is it literally just this kid's got yeah you know, something like a eight-time bag yeah norovirus yeah. doing, doing what it does <laughs> yeah do you know what i mean yeah so and i think obviously that index of suspicion isn't there um and it's something where actually oftentimes from what i've read sorry just to interrupt yes. do you think it's institutional or is I it you haven't been you haven't been taught in medical school or well that's a question after you're jumping you're jumping you're jumping right no 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 no, no. not yet Mohammed. we'll right, go right, in right, with the I'll institutional wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. no you're coming you're today. coming um, just finish on the care plan bit um I see. okay so um okay so yeah, I think we are recognizing it too late. We recognize it when the consequences are quite severe yeah. when it's having because for children, especially because they've got smaller fingers, they're more likely to have the dactylitis, which is the thing the, the occlusive yeah. presses in the fingers where the fingers have to be removed, or the splenic oh, no. infarction where they remove the spleen. Um, and children have strokes and things like that. And so what they do for children when they identify is they have um, Doppler ultrasound, so they yeah. basically look at the blood flow in the brain and they establish if that's a potential site. Um, but largely, the treatment, which I think this is quite embarrassing, the treatment generally is if someone's literally having a crisis, as you said, yeah. beauty, keeping them hydrated, yeah. keeping them warm. Because if you're warm, all your blood vessels dilate. Yeah. So you're not going to get like the uh, the blocked blood vessels with these sickled cells. So keeping them warm, keeping them hydrated and pain relief. And I just think, well, we haven't actually addressed the issue. Do you know what I mean? We've done all these supportive so- measures to kind of preventative put a plaster on yeah. it but do you know what I, like what not yeah so um which like that actually leads me really nicely into the next question like so the main like medication they have is hydro hydroxyurea hydroxyurea that's, or it. Hydroxyurea, that's yeah, it hydroxyurea into synonyms yes mm. um <coughs> like as with any medication like <laughs> it's fine you can cough thank you I'm allowed to cough <laughs> 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 really oh. <laughs> like as like with any medication, some medication just won't work for some people. Mm. Like, what is the alternative to that? Because mm. if your body doesn't take to that, like, may this whole st- the, I was mind the pun, but the sickle cell thing is very sticky. Yeah, the wow. pun being, but the cells stick together. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, but basically, um, so what hydroxy hydroxyurea or hydroxycarbamide is referred to as both. What it does is basically. You have all of us. Do you remember I said normal hemoglobin, if you're healthy, trait one half dodgy, half normal. Yeah. Sickle cell disease, all of it is dodgy. Yeah. We all have very, very trace amounts of fetal hemoglobin, which is when you're um. born, you're born with, or actually when you're growing in your mum's womb, um, you've got a different kind of hemoglobin called fetal hemoglobin yeah. that's like specially adapted for the fetus. And when you're born, actually, you don't, your body doesn't totally get rid of it. You've got some trace some amounts left, so like one, two percent. Mm. People with, um, sickle cell disease rely wholly on that trace hemoglobin the fetal hemoglobin yeah that is is still functional still Mm -hmm. normal what hydroxyurea does is it increases the proportion of that fetal hemoglobin so you've got some hemoglobin that is still functional and works um and i saw a patient who um basically said that that was a miracle drug and it changed his life for 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 a good 10 years and then he started having relapses again but basically this patient had said this was a few years ago that he was all right until he was about 15 mm-hmm. and then would have like semi-frequent crises every year or so not even every year sorry oh my god five six times a year every yeah. other month would have to come in with like loads of pain in his chest or loads of pain in his finger or loads of pain somewhere else in the body mm. and then they started him on hydroxyurea and it worked really really well for yeah. like a good 10 years or so um and then it stopped working and when it stops working what they have to do is they have to give you something called 
an exchange. Yeah, continue. They have to give something <laughs> called an exchange trans transfusion, yeah. which is where they transfuse. The blood transfusion, right, okay. Exactly. Um, now, the, but the problem with blood transfusion is, blood transfusions are um, that there's iron in your blood, which um, when you have repeated blood transfusions, the iron in your blood just starts accumulating in different tissues and starts making those kind yeah. of dysfunctional. And so... Um, in the long term it's not super ideal because you start having issues with all this excess iron mm. that has accumulated from repeated transfusions mm -hmm. um and i just think it's a shame that um do you think the risk factors in these treatments are way more than the actual outcomes in terms of like the quality of life does it like, yeah i understand your question actually wholly i think definitely yeah um, De definitely the treatments are worth it because the alternative is these crises which can which kill do you know what i mean and not only are they incredibly painful but they kill as well um but i just think it's a shame that and i don't want to like go conspiracy theorist on us but oh no please why we welcome it for something that is so the pathology is actually really quite well understood it's a very straightforward process we actually know what's going on. Yeah. Um, it's a very well-documented disease. Yeah. Existed for centuries. Um, existed for centuries. Why are the treatments so... Why are the treatments so... Um, I say useless. They're, but yeah, useless. <laughs> They're not... I, I know what you mean. They're so basic. It's extremely basic. Yeah. It's, we'll keep you warm. We'll keep you hydrated. Or we'll give you a drug that increases the fetal hemoglobin, mm. which is this trace hemoglobin. Like, or we'll give you these blood transfusions, which come with um, a very, very heavy cost mm. of actually causing other organ dysfunction. Mm. And it's just the thing where it's like, actually, it, I, I'm some. Sometimes I do just think if this was a disease that manifested in a different group of people, maybe there'd be more of an. Which group to, of people, honey? Stay um, it. Stay it with which, your chest. We know, <laughs> we know which group of people. Um, Mohammed um, asked the next question. Go on. Yeah. So the next question was, um, as someone who's a medical student and uh, who's got also insight in social sciences. Um, what do you think? What is the role of race and racism on health, especially looking at sickle cell disease? Mm. Don't even get me started, Mohammed. Start from the beginning. Don't get me started. Okay. So, Want to hear it? Go. <laughs> um, I think we are falsely told that science and medicine as a science would falsely told they're value free, which is a false assertion. Um, we have to remember that ultimately the knowledge production in medicine was produced under white hegemony. Yeah. And I think we need to be really cognizant of the implications of that. Mm -hmm. I think practically it means that the reference ranges that we use to stratify which patients are healthy and which patients Not, aren't, yeah. aren't applicable to many of the patients they're used on. Yeah. I think it also means that the drugs that are used and just dished out daily are actually untested mm. in most cohorts. Yeah. Um, I think it also means that this is something I'm really passionate about. Any um, manifestation of disease that's described as like pallor, flushing, yeah. redden yeah. reddening of the skin, yeah. none of these things are appropriate in a global context. Yeah. And it means that black people and people of color, but I'm gonna speak as a black person, I can yeah. speak from my experience yeah. most uh, significantly. No, you agree. Yeah. Um, 
uh, but um yeah it just means that we are undertreated underdiagnosed um and and i don't know how long this has to go on for for example if i use lyme disease as an example mm. so the lyme disease has a very very characteristic rash mm-hmm. in its early stages which mm-hmm. is called a bullseye rash yeah and if anyone is listening just google lyme disease bullseye rash and every single picture that you google don't it now will be okay love that and tell us what you see beauty Lyme's disease what is it just bullseye rash oh okay just bullseye rash. Yeah, yeah. bullseye rash. Bullseye rash. So Beauty's just googling that for us now. Um, every single picture you see will show skin. the will, will show the rash on white skin. White skin. And while that might not seem that insidious, it oh, means God. that practitioners don't actually know how to identify this rash on black skin. And for oh years and years and years, it was Lyme disease was thought to manifest more aggressively in black in black patients. They were thought to have much more serious complications and much more serious sequelae of their yeah. disease. But actually, it was later established that practitioners were unable to identify this rash because of the um, white normativity in medicine and the lack of uh, ac- the lack of understanding and awareness around how dermatological um, conditions manifest Work, on black yeah. skin mm. or coloured skin. It meant that people weren't identifying Lyme disease in its early stages and you were just picking up very late stage Lyme disease every single time. It's not that black people get it more aggressively, it's that you just can't pick it up because you've when got early, such a yeah. narrow parameter of what Lyme disease looks like on skin. Mm. Um, and that there's a really cool Instagram account that I would recommend that everyone follow. It's called Brown Skin Matters. We'll um, definitely add the link after the and episode. And yeah, 100% will shout them out. You guys are so lit. <laughs> um, you, guys, you guys said everyone, everyone you will learn today. You will everyone, learn you by will fire learn or by force. Um, oh, this is good. It's such, a, it's such a cool account. And it basically just shows you, it's an account that is dedicated to just showing you how different things manifest on skin that isn't white. Mm. Um, and it's, it's the thing about in our global society, it's actually really disappointing yeah. that you know, um, the health needs and um, the health issues of people of colour and of black people are just once again left by the wayside. Mm. And it's just, we are literally relegated to the footnotes. Yeah. And I say literally because um, there's, there's a calculation called the EGFR, the Estimated Glomerular Filtration Rate. Yeah. And it's a, it's a very common test that you do just to test kidney function. Mm. Um, so like almost any blood, almost every blood test you'll ever have will just have a look at that just to see how kidneys are doing. Um, and it just assumes that black people have higher muscle mass and so it assumes a, 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 um, a higher rate of kidney function, yeah. which isn't true. Black people, you can't, someone's in the calculation that just all, this this formula that just calculates it, it the coefficient for black people is a little bit higher because it thinks black people are going to be more muscly, more, yeah. which is not true. And so what happens then is the reference range has now been manually modified to yeah. say, at the, literally in the footnotes of these um, blood tests, yeah. we'll say, if the person is Af- of African descent, times the value you got by like 0.9 or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. bring it back down. Because mm-hmm. obviously we did a bit of racism yeah. when we came up with this number. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just once and it, how long, do you know what I mean? Like how long will we suffer the consequences yeah. of... Um, knowledge production under white normativity yeah. we aren't centered we haven't ever been centered ever, what is the implication yeah. of that um when the uh, and it's, it's even it's difficult to equip your and when medicine is as racially um 
obviously you're literally from South Africa, so I don't yeah. want to refer to apartheid. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but I get I get you. It's, do you know it's what a I mean? medical like, apartheid, yeah. Mate, yeah. you said it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the thing where it's like, yo, like there's really no one checking for us. Yeah. I wanna say us, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's actually really it's peak on the street, yeah. the streets are cold. <laughs> Um, that's what I was literally going to ask you so a lot of something that Mohammed and I discovered last week was that a really big problem problem in treating sickle cell is like when people are in sickle cell crisis like emergency services will get there but there's a whole lot of ignorance especially towards black people mm. and how to manage pain mm. like I, I just want to ask you like what are the what are your thoughts on like pain management because there is this there's a whole literature on this ideology that black people feel have a higher pain threshold yeah. like but what the, what is that what does that even mean what does that pain is pain nobody no? knows what it means it's provocative but it's wrong. <laughs> it, gets it gets the, the people, people going, going. <laughs> what yeah. what is that what like what does that mean yeah. well, i mean i don't like want to be the um the person who just goes back to like the pre-colonialist literature always all the time yeah but it's just like you're like i mean I, you can't help it it's you, wrong. it ties, like, in. It ties in with a it lot makes of sense <laughs> Because it's just like, so you guys, to sanitize your colonial project, you really obviously, obviously did what you needed to do. You you painted black people as savage, mm. as wild, as mm. uncivilized, as brutish, mm-hmm. animalistic to kind of make it be like, yes, you know, we need to, we need to go to these countries yeah. and bring some law and order and, you know, mm-hmm. stop them living in these bloody huts or whatever. Mm. And with that, obviously came these like, really animalistic, savage representations of black people that actually do, I think, still they persist stick. in the yeah, modern day. It sticks. Yeah. It's really hard to unlearn that. Um, and we we can see how in other sectors, how black people are racialized, how yeah. we're criminal, how I think men more so are criminalized. 100%. Women yeah. are, um, have, you know, black, angry black women tropes yeah. and things attached strong, to them. Independent. Strong, independent. Um, and even, I guess, even in the compliments, yeah it these these uh perceptions are still manifest yeah, like 100%. oh you're a strong strong black woman who don't, don't need no man, man. Like, I, don't click your fingers at me yeah <laughs> do not snap your fingers yeah. at information if i don't know you yeah um and it's even when they're trying to be nice it's like yo like this is actually like it's very insidious yeah. and it's very like it's very um punitive almost like it anyway um <laughs> like and, and it's, it's it's extremely worrisome because it just props up these narratives that existed um and obviously still exist but i think the reason it's so concerning is obviously it impacts on our health outcomes but also if you look at psychiatry and mental health in particular there is so much evidence and data oh, to, yeah. to show how black especially men i would say Mm. are being brutalized by the system and how their referrals are more likely to come from uh police than gps or prisons um they're more likely to be diagnosed with active mental health issues like mania and psychosis Mm. over passive ones like depression obviously like you're angry and violent Yeah. yeah um more likely to be sectioned and the reason i think psychiatry is especially dangerous is because it's a rare field where actually there's physical force that can be used against you yeah um without your consent yeah um and it has it has the power to physically restrain you and actually use physical force against you and i I think especially with psychiatry or all of medicine generally you have to establish norms Mm. to then establish what is deviant 
and what is not normal not, behavior yeah. or not a, not a normal representation of health mm. um, or well-being. Mm. And when you create these norms, I think it's really important to actually think what are these norms based on? Because yeah. they're sure as hell not based on me and they're not based on you. They're not based, they're not based on anyone in this room. No, absolutely um, not. And ultimately, like, we all, like, I just feel like, yo, like, we really just have a really hard time all the time. Like, everything is <laughs> yeah. just, there's a real um, labor to being um, black. Colored, even yeah. black. She said colored like it's colored the 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but, but just being a person yeah. who isn't white in a white landscape. Yeah. So, like, I think that's. Rant over. Yeah. <laughs> Drop mic. Um, just to follow up on that, Mohammed, I don't know if you want to say anything, but before to, yeah, you do. I just want to say, what, what do you think of people like medics like you who are in these spaces? Do you think you could do more? Yeah. Or, like, is it institutional? So. You say, like, you gave the example of pain tolerance and mm. threshold. Mm. Say, so if you're right now, if you're if you're on a operating theatre, mm-hmm. and are you receptive like to these kind of things as a black woman? Yeah, I read something the other day that was really heartening that said black patients have. I saw you retweet that, and I retweeted it too. Yeah, it was basically it was, there was a there was a study that showed that black patients have better outcomes when they're treated by black doctors. But yeah, the issue is institutional. But I don't even think the thing that I think is scary is the fact that there's so much ignorance like people aren't even like i would rather like o- like overt hostility than mm. this like undercurrent yeah, of like established ingrained racism that you don't yeah. that most people don't even really know that they're doing mm. um because at least like better the enemy you know like yeah. you know at least if it was a thing that you were doing with your chest we can have a Conver- conversation yeah. about it but it's not even that people don't even realize these um, these narratives that they like place on um, people yeah, because when you bring it up, people are shocked, and it's just like, don't Wait, act what? shocked. Wait, what, mate? <laughs> you Serena, know, Serena Williams can get it. As in, and yeah. How does that manifest? So, does that happen in medical medical school? Does that happen within clinics placements? How does how do mm. these norms and these interactions formulate? Yeah. How is yeah. it framed? What and also like what's worrying to me is that it, it doesn't just stay within the classroom or when you go into the placements. Like when you actually qualify as a doctor, these ideas are sustained in your head. Mm-hmm. Like you will go in there, a black patient will walk in, you're thinking, He's in pain but he's in not he's not in that mm-hmm. much pain. He's he's he's, he's overdoing it exactly. a bit so faster. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely, that's a real that's a that's a really good point, Beauty, actually. That's a really real way that it manifests, just thinking like uncle is overdoing it. <laughs> um but also um not believing people's pain, not believing people's perception of their illness. Um, and I think there's this double bind of obviously like your blackness and your ethnicity or your deviance from this white norm already is going to shag you somewhat. Yeah. But then there's a further shagging <laughs> that comes from not necessarily being able to articulate the ideas with the same like framework and yeah. the same vernacular. Yeah. Like my mum speaks decent English, but if she went to the GP to describe her pain, she's not obviously going to be able to use the exact wording and terminology. And I don't even mean like complex words necessarily, but I just mean the way she describes the pain might just differ slightly from how it would be normal for an English person or to describe describe the pain. Um, And there's like an an added communicative labor. Um, And there's there's a philosopher called Miranda Fricker who speaks about like testimonial injustice. Mm -hmm. And she talks about how people from particular backgrounds, that like your word just doesn't have the same credibility that someone else, mm. someone else's has. And it's just even from the very, like, just micro, um, micro testimonial injustices, where even when I pick up the phone and I tell you my name and you're like, wait, how do you spell that? And there's already this, like, discord that, and even, that's obviously a small thing, but if my name's John Smith, 
our interactions are initially already lubricated by like all these um, standards and these um, the values that you've already yeah. attached. Do you know what I mean? The, the value judgments yeah. that you've attached to John Smith. Whereas when I'm out here doing my ungainly name, where we're both a bit like we're already on the wrong foot. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and it's just these little things that actually cum- accumulate and create this. Um, uneasy relationship um that sometimes becomes a bit paternalistic because it's like okay so obviously you don't know what's going on here yeah i'm gonna take over yeah exactly and i find that in my family what it means is that because my family's like really working class Mm. and what they'll some like they will really just be like uh do you know my niece is a medical student (laughs) and just like a way to reassert the credibility of the conversation it's like i'm literally bottom of the pile like you're not (laughs) but for them, like that is really a lifeline. I'm really out here, like literally bottom of the pile. Yeah. Like, should give it a couple of months. Maybe when I get this degree, like then have something to say. Like, I'm obviously a bit not embarrassed with them doing it, but I'm just thinking I'm literally no yeah. one. Like, do, but you get why they I do totally it. I yeah. totally understand why. And for them, like the fact that that is a like the same thing that to me is like I'm literally no one is to them a lifeline. Yeah. I think shows how disenfranchised these people are. Can't become, yeah. I say these people. That's really my mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how disenfranchised certain people are in yeah. in their spaces, and so. As well as obviously you looking at me and having your own perceptions, judgments, whatever. There's also this communicative labor, there's this testimonial injustice. And then you're just disinclined to interact with um, health services. Yeah. And you're more likely to attend, the evidence shows, when is something peak. Yeah. You know, you're less likely to engage with preventative and uh, forward thinking services. So I'm so glad you brought, up, brought so that up cause so, because in the States they have something born out of the Black Lives Matter movement. It's something called White Coats for Black Lives. Um, I love it, right? Love and they have three main goals. So like to foster dialogue on racism as a public health concern, to end racial discrimination in medical care, and also to prepare for future doctors to advocate for racial justice. Like, first of all, do you think black people or black doctors in the uk can benefit from something like this do we have the range to even begin to like unpack this um and will gmc allow that (laughs) as in and like how not not just in the context of learning treating like sickle cell but like just generally medicine like you said psychiatry it's there like other areas of clinical medicine where like just think about it like sorry to interrupt like consulting (laughs) um banking all these they have corporate social responsibility where they have inclusion like factions of ethnic minorities forming these groups but with medics i mean especially oh, here doctors, yeah you we don't tend to see that see that basically mm, no i totally <laughs> agree i think um medics generally are less like politically and socially engaged than like other groups of people that yeah. has been something i've noticed there's ev- even at, uh, that's a surprise because right now you're acting as enforcement agents in the NHS. <laughs> She's not doing Listen, it. I'm not, <laughs> not you, but like me. doctors. I'm not doctors. Yeah. No, but like it's yeah. not something they're doing willingly. It's government. Yeah, still you have compl- imposed. Still complicit. A lot of yeah. doctors are pushing back on it. Though. Docs, not cops. Yeah. 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 Um, but no. Um, I no. I think that's part of not being politically and socially engaged. Because yeah. I think. Obviously, I'm very biased, but as soon as you do engage even slightly, you're like, yo, prevent is a mazza. Mm. Let me not be involved. You know what I mean? I think it's because of that that this blanket legislation can be like passed onto it. You can be like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Cool, cool, cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think if if it were if it was any kind of if it was a group of people who actually do stop to reflect on the bigger picture, yeah, then um, 
then we might not have this. I also think the reason for that, and also, you know, at um, our university that we all, I don't know how like much of your lives you tell on this Oh podcast. no, we've told them that we were. Okay, so I was gonna say, our university that we were. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You don't need to know. So at, at, at Kings, if you looked at the, like, you know, when they have the elections, they show you like what percentage of each campus voted. Ah, yeah. guys, it's, which is the medical yeah. kind of campus. Yeah. Woeful. Like what, only what like 15% of people voted in the like student elections. And the then that strand, strand, it was like 80%. 70%. Wow. Okay, I've really pulled these numbers out of my ass. Yeah, no, no but like, but, that, yeah, but I get, she's making a point, guys. Yeah, it was it was something along those lines. Oh my God. Um, and I do think, do you know what I think it is? This is what I think. I think people valorize medicine. It's just like, oh yeah, you're so smart. You do this, you do that. But actually, I, this is my value um, judgment for the rest of my life. Mm. I'll say I'm a doctor. You will just decide all these things about me. Mm. I'm smart, I'm hardworking, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. That's it. I don't need to do anything else. I don't need to work beyond that. Mm. So I think once you get into medical school, I honestly think people switch off. Like, that is it. I am done. Like, this is it for the rest of my life. Because it's true. Like, if someone says they're a doctor, you're just like, oh, wow, like, well done you. Mm. There are certain things. You, I know you've been to university. There are certain things that I know to be true. You went to university for a long time. You've mm. probably got really good grades mm. in school. You've probably had to work quite hard for a long time. Mm. You no longer have to work to establish that mm. you're a smart person mm. or a, a, a socially and politically engaged person because mm. I'm actually probably just going to put those things on you. On you. Um, I've had to learn that the hard way, Mate, bro. These like, pe- having a conversation with medics. Really out here dumb as swear words. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually like, embarrassing. Yeah. Like, so... Like these girls were giggling. Like someone came to, um, we had a lecture and someone came to just like promote themselves as SU president. These girls in front of us were giggling like, Lord, you know we can actually vote, should we vote, should we vote for him? <laughs> what? God. This is not funny. Yeah. Life and death. This is your civic yeah, duty. Just, yeah. Like it was not that, they were really out here kicking, like hee hee, we could vote, you know, should we vote for him? He seems cute. Bruh. But that's God. not the Bruh. premise that you should be voting. That's it's just like, yo, you guys are actually basic. And also just like when I said I was going to do... I love this. I said I wanted to obviously just do a MA for a bit because yeah. I'm just a bit tired of science. People are like, uh, essays? Why would you want to do that? Like, I'm so glad I left that behind. Like, it's almost like a... Uh, like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, you're gross. Like, why would you want to write yeah. an essay? Like, That's generally like I feel like a lot of medics. Okay, I always go no, off on medics, no, so drag. I'm so no, happy no, no, that a medic drag. is saying this. Mate, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> I never tell anyone. Episode. All the time I'm going off. But um, mate, I'm gonna next time. Just like, <laughs> I'm gonna call you so we do tag me, you. Put me on <laughs> Basically, yeah. This is mate. It's so like, embarrassing. At your big age, you know. <sighs> but this is what this is what I want to ask. Like, I don't know if you have any more questions, but I'm just kind of like. Yeah, my question is: Did your MA like shape the way? Yeah. This new way that. You're thinking. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah, I think I always uh, had these thoughts, but I feel like I didn't really have a framework to express it. Yeah. Or sometimes I just thought, I think these things, but am I just, is this just like a, uh, a shout into the void? Like, is this, is this an actual thing? Yeah. Am I doing too much? And it is really um, like vindicating when you're like, no, do you know what? People, people have thought this before. Yeah. <laughs> um, this isn't that random. Yeah. And um, it's nice to have that cosign. But also sometimes... Um, when you read something, you're just like, okay, this is actually what I was thinking, but yeah. I didn't have the, I didn't, I didn't know how the to range. put it. I yeah. didn't have the range yeah. to actually get it out there. Yeah. And as soon as I've read it, I'm like, okay, this is actually what I was feeling. Thank mm. you, Charles Walton. Yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> saying you, this. Work, yeah. yeah. Thank you for saying this, because now I'm like, I also did think this, but I just didn't have yeah. the range to put it together. Yeah. So, so I know, so like, definitely, and I would recommend that. Um, I think that's why they encourage you to intercalate to get a broader worldview, and then these men will just do BSc anatomy. Like you, this like really you upsets me. Like, but okay. but when they do like BSCs in like 
bioscience. I'm Physiology. like, why? So you did that for three years, <laughs> and you're gonna do that again? Come. Oh, it's easy. Do no, you? Then what's the point of? Oh, yeah. Anyway, some of them have like, uh, I'm not gonna name the BSc that people do because it's got a ninety percent burst yeah, rate. Yeah. But there's a BSc that has a ninety percent burst rate. It's very science. You need to tell Kings, me. Imaging, imaging sciences. Is I hope you're listening, King. Yeah, one year it was like yeah, eight, eighty-seven percent of people got first. So people just do it because like fMRI. fMRI. FMRI um, and that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like x-rays, MRIs, fMRIs, stuff like that. And then also... Um, oh, my God. Also, because also when you apply for your doctor jobs, you they get look points. at you. Yeah, get extra points that ranking, first. yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. Mad, but okay, just to tighten, like, I don't know if you have any other questions, Mo, but, like, this is my last question. So we've obviously, like, covered, like, their stuff, race, how it's taught in medical school, what medical school, as in, like, or, or medical institutions, how they, like, propagate and sustain these kind of narratives but also the yes, fact that BT, doctors the summary <laughs> come through. doctors are not actually speaking about this and i really want to ask you like because doctors are not having these kind of conversations do you think if they do start having these conversations they will give some credibility to it and then there will start to be some change yeah um sorry so do you think people should start having these conversations? like doctors partic- because let me say why because there's this like the hierarchy of course like you said if you're a doctor you're smart you're a medic you're I mean, people you're, yeah you're not people assume people assume these things about you yeah. so because it's them because i in doing like research for our little commentary yes i still do research for this um Wait, yeah <laughs> i listened to this podcast and this guy was talking about how it's when um he was like a medical student, but it's when a medical doctor and she was black and she was a woman. It's when she said these things, even though in their like um electives they've been learning about like social determinants of health mm. and like how race and all this stuff can affect. But it's when a doctor said it that they were like, whoa, mm, this is a, yeah. yeah. Do you think so if yeah, you guys that power dynamic yeah if you guys and works to your advantage? Exists. Do you reckon you could actually use that? To empower other doctors, yeah, to actually to stuff like have that, that in, in the actual um, mm. in your curriculum. Yeah, and thinking about sickle cell and actually changing, first of all, how we think about the attitudes, pain management, how we treat it, how we treat black people because they are the ones mostly affected by it. Like, mm. this is very weighted. But what do you think? No. <laughs> I can't, guys. I can't really be asking me, <laughs> little old me. I have nothing Since you to were say. So I'm embarrassed. Come on. I remain unconvinced. So um, I think one of the issues is so I think you said, do you think you can use that power asymmetry to yeah, advantage? Yeah. I think, yes, you could. But that is one thing that I'm going to be honest, really pisses me off. I think, yes, exploit that asymmetry. But I think we should be able to understand that things are bad in abstraction. Like, I cannot stand a, what if it was your mum that got raped at Yeah, that's so annoying. It's just like, that yeah. is so, rape is bad. Obviously, yeah. rape, people tend to agree is bad. Yeah. But generally, people need to contextualize things really close to home. For them to understand. It's like, it's bro, like no, like, yeah. Do you, like, develop the range? Yeah. I, I can, not even, you don't have, we know you don't have the range, yeah. clearly. Develop the range, because you should be able to appreciate that things are good and bad in yeah. abstraction. Yeah. Um, so yes, I think in theory, yes, I think you could like you, well, one could use their position to like, if you're a doctor or a professor, you could totally be like, look, this is what's happening. This is how you guys are well placed to actually address this issue. I think more critically, there aren't actually any people who are willing to stand up and be counted and do that. Medical school in the UK is actually incredibly undiverse. 
don't know if that's a word. We know. This is the thing. This is the tea. Because there's a lot of, um, they actually have, so there's a lot of um, medical students from Asian and um, South South Asian backgrounds yeah. in particular, yeah. that gets subsumed under like POC. The BME, yeah. And so the stats aren't actually that bad, but it's when you obviously go deeper. And you actually see, they see it You can yourself. see that there yeah. are so few, the diversity amongst particular racial it's groups mad. is so minimal. Yeah. There are so few black doctors. There are so few mixed-race doctors. That, but because, obviously, broadly, you're just looking at non-white white, the, the values are looking sexy, yeah. but they're not. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and obviously, illness and infirmity don't discriminate. So why does medical school admissions? Do, do you know yeah. what I mean? Or actually, more broadly, like society, because I guess it's not it's not even that stage. It's not these, these black kids aren't getting rejected at interview. It's the structural um, steps before that that kind of preclude them from the good GCSEs, yeah, the good A levels, the work experience, yeah. all that stuff. The access to like social and cultural capital yeah. even before they get to that they stage. Get to med school, yeah. So I guess there's a broader systemic issue. But because of that, because of the fact, because of the lack of representation, it means that our issues are never going to be on the top of the list. Do you know what I mean? And I think in theory, if we did get to a stage where there were people who were affected by these issues and could advocate for them, yes, absolutely, we could make the most of that power asymmetry and pass it down in like a trickle down situation where you're teaching the med students, this is the tea, yeah. this is what you need to yeah. do to make the tea less tea-like. Yeah. Um, but I, I think- <laughs> I, I, love love <laughs> I love it. I love, I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Oh God. Uh, oh, you guys what should is that? Is, I think it was me. I but think sorry. that it's the, the headphones are just like that's the yeah <laughs> like it was a, in agreement like, yes, like I I just want to say Mohammed I don't know how you feel but I'm gonna speak you have you've said everything I've I've wanted to say in a very succinct and precise way because I would just run for like and Mohammed would you look are at me like, a liar but I love you thank <laughs> cut you it so yeah much. so no, thank you so much for being on yeah, here and from bringing this perspective Listen. like. From you guys invited me. I was like, so you guys are on crack. So I, want, I want to be involved. No, we love honestly, it. Just yeah. to echo what Beauty said, honestly, to get in that medical knowledge at the same time, yeah. social science, it's quite. We love a multi a faceted bee. Like, that's you're. Me. You brought in. Not really, but thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate you guys yeah. saying nice things. You guys are really wonderful. Can I just take a moment to be like, I stand you guys me. so much from afar. <laughs> thank you. I wish I was going to speak up you, Beauty. I'm going to have to. Grudgingly <laughs> include. Mohammed, um, it's fine. you guys are work faves, and I feel like you. you guys have always, even from afar, I've known Mohammed for a few years, yeah. and the beauty I've had this like long Learning distance, to, like we spoke about long this. distance romance, yeah, yeah. same, where we just bump into each we other. We know each other. Well, I love you. Yeah, I see you later. I love you so much. Yeah. I want to see you properly at some point. Goodbye. Yeah. So I want to say like it's been three years. I would say it has. Well, we've yeah. never had a proper conversation, but we've always just like the podcast brought other. it together. Yeah. You you brought it together. I I just yeah no honey you're. But I, but I just really feel like you guys have always, I felt like, been allies. I don't know, like, when I feel, because I sometimes feel like, oh, Same. I'll say something and everyone's like, mm, maybe you're overdoing it. And I'm like, I'm not overdoing I'm it. Not there mad. Are people, I'm not mad. I know there are people who would agree with me and they're just not here yeah, and they're not in these yeah. spaces. But I think but as well, like, Thank not just guys. as a person, oh you're, oh, you're a cute pie, but not just as a person, but as a medic, I find you to be an ally as well. Because sometimes I read medic tweets and I feel so frustrated. I'm screaming. In as in, and then, like, I read yours and I'm like, why can't she be like? As in, what are the medics like this? Like, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, thank are you, you. Do you have any projects that you're? Yeah, doing what do right you want to shout out? Anything? Shout out your articles because she's been published, guys. So, mm. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Very fast. 
So I don't even know. Do you know what? I, I, I'm actually a public. Can I call myself a public scientist? You are. You are yes. public. I'm a science journalist. Own it. Can I, can I claim? No, but can I? Like, can you claim? Sis, scientists? it was in the BMJ. Of course you can. Yeah, it was actually in the BMJ. To be fair, it was one of the journals that, that is part of the BMJ. Yeah. But it's that journal dot BMJ. Yeah, but still, it was part of BMJ. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Also, two more journals since. I'm not even going to... Hey. To be fair, the other two were just like brief things. Yeah. But, you know, we were... <laughs> still there, still in your name. Still there. If you Google it, my name still comes up. Um, nice, love it. I don't really have anything to plug, except follow this Instagram account, so even my account. Um, the Brown Skin Matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the brown skin as Instagram, but yeah. also I'm just interested, I think, in racial disparities in health, because I don't actually know. This is one thing I would be grateful for. If anyone listens to this, I know there's a curious cat, or you can DM yeah. Beauty and yeah. Mohammed. Yeah. If you guys have any solutions, because I feel like I've looked, I've researched the issue a lot, and I don't actually know what answers are. That's the thing, That's with the global, thing health. global health. Global health. There's so many issues. Like we can, we can tell you the problem. Yeah. Okay. We just don't just have answers. To the solutions. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I've now just come to. <laughs> you are a member of the global. Yes, health. you are part of us. Welcome. This is your initiation. And on that note. Yeah. And on that note. Wait. Hang on. Hang on. Next week. Brittany, shut her out. Next week, basically, we've got someone who's got the sickle cell disease. Yeah. And who's going to talk about her experiences at university. Yeah. Um, so she was she was meant to be with us last week. But the first week. First week, but she got she ill. She got ill, yeah. And was so it she, related to sickle cell? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh she was taken into hospital. Um, yeah. And she couldn't make it, so... But it also be in alignment with uh, blood transfusion and why, like... Is why it blood, trans- blood donation? Blood donation. And why... Our community don't. Yeah, why don't we donate? So kind of in line with that. Exactly, yeah. or a disease that affects black people disproportionately. Why are we why not are so many stepping up? Less, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>